Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about midlife. Now, this is a self-indulgent episode as I had my 50th birthday last Saturday and people who know me well um, will know that I've been dreading it. I really have not been looking forward to it. Whereas I was really looking forward to my 40th birthday and it's interesting isn't it time is an odd thing and part of me doing this episode is is trying to understand why I was feeling apprehensive about turning 50. So just off the top of my head and this is my own personal view I think when you think of your biological clock or whatever you want to call it 50 is definitely more than half your life in most cases because not that many people live to 100. You can kid yourself at 40 that all things being equal, 40 is kind of middle-aged. Some people now think of 45 as middle-aged, but 50? Mm, Pushing it. So there's a real um, palpable feeling of the fact that the best years of your life in terms of your energy levels and how active you are are behind you, most likely. And I know a lot of people listening to this will say, hey, that's rubbish, you know, look at Rich Roll or, you know, whoever. No, I get it. I'm not just saying that it's a fait accompli um, and you can live very healthily to an old age. But realistically, I think, you know, my days of climbing Everest were probably more likely when I was 25 than, say, 65. The other thing is the sandwich generation. You know, your children are growing up. Um, some people in midlife might find that their children have left home or are leaving home and they have elderly parents who need care or sometimes they have grief to deal with because they've had a death of a parent. This is all very culture specific by the way at the moment but all of this feeds in to midlife a lot of the time. Now of course a lot of people don't have that kind of demographic. Their parents may have died years ago, they may not have children themselves And they may not have had any massively traumatic life events, but a lot of people tend to go through some kind of trauma by the time they 
hit middle age, whatever we want to call that. And they include things like divorce, for example, or grief, as I just touched on earlier. And certainly for me, I think as I've, I've got older, my brain has woken up a little bit more and I'm definitely finding my true self more and more. And many of you may have heard in a previous episode of this podcast, I, I asked a silly question, which is the voice that I'm using now. Is that the real me? Or is this how I have curated myself because that's how I want other people to see me? And I think all of this stuff, certainly for a lot of people, starts to hit them. They wake up in a way in, in midlife and you start to think about what you're doing with your life. And, you know, a couple of my friends who are in the same age demographic, um, we have this joke phrase, which is, is this it? You know, and that, that's not because we're ungrateful. You know, I'm very lucky and very grateful for everything I have in my life, friends, family, and whatever else. But it's not uncommon to feel this sense of emptiness and lack of purpose. And that's another feature of midlife, this whole concept of a midlife crisis. Again, quite culture-specific, because it's not absolutely the case in, in you know every part of the world. I think for me as well, when I think about when I was younger and my parents were going through midlife, I, um, it, it's interesting because you're when you're growing up, your behaviours are different and your brain is different. So you're focused on um, learning, developing and acting in a particular way and you have certain behaviours, don't you? And now that I'm at that point myself, I can see actually how hard it must have been and also how quickly life races by yeah it's a cliche but it's true what about experts what have they written about midlife and why is it tricky well freud thought it was all about death or rather the fear of death but it's strange because there's a study which i'll post a link to uh, that suggests that happiness in inverted commas, or the, or, the, or the happiness curve is effectively a U-shape in many countries. And the lowest point on that curve is 47.2 years for developed countries and 48.2 years for uh, developing countries. Interesting. And when I think about my own life, I don't know whether that actually fits. Probably not, I'd say. But nevertheless an interesting observation and when i read about the descriptions of the kinds of things that people talk about in midlife you know like despair or feeling depressed or phobias and panic creeping in or poor sleep some of it is is just biological there's no doubt um certainly menopause or andropause can play a part and as i always say it's never one thing if if you think about the health loop in my book there are lots of factors, aren't there? And I guess the ones we've covered so far are environmental in terms of what happens when you're in midlife. The other aspect of this is my job. So as a GP in the NHS, you know, my life for at least 20 years in the, in the community, you know, as a GP, and less so, I guess, in hospital medicine before that, because you don't have that continuity with people. Um, 
I've noticed patterns, you know, as you do, because things happen to people. The midlife thing, you know, even when I was a young green GP in my late twenties, um, I remember thinking, blimey, you know, a lot of stuff happens, doesn't it, to people between the ages of, say, 40 and 55. And and I, I what I meant what I mean by that is socially as well as medically. And it's not uncommon for people to sort of up sticks and just leave the life they're in at the moment. A complete change of career, for example, or moving away to another part of the country, or leaving a toxic relationship. And being positive about this for a second, I think there is something about people waking up in midlife. So what's the answer? How do you navigate midlife without falling into this lull? I don't know whether any of you listening relate to this, but well, there's lots of advice out there. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is with my own experience in terms of the people I've met over the years as patients and my own feelings, I think it's possible that people start to feel a bit burnt out. And one thing to do is just reevaluate why that might be the case in terms of your working life. Secondly, for me, is you just realise how precious time is. And spending time with those that you love and want to see becomes increasingly important. You need to make more of an effort. I need to make more of an effort to do that. Because you say to your friends or family, oh, we must meet up, and then guess what? Another six months has gone. And just to put that into context, if I live till I'm 80, then that is only another 60 lots of six months. It's not much, really, when you think of it like that. Another one, again, this is a personal one, but very common, is I I have got this thirst for knowledge and learning. And I was saying to a friend the other day that I really fancy not necessarily doing a degree or anything, but just studying about new things. And although it's not related to midlife, one of the organisations that I absolutely love and people who live very near me are involved in quite heavily is called U3A or the University of the Third Age. And I, I kind of, you know, I'm not, I don't think in midlife you need a, you know, a U2A. Um, but I just love the idea that it, it appears to be a real community who do really interesting things together, clumped in different geographical areas. And I think support and understanding and talking um, is really important. And certainly with my group of close friends, um, it really helps to bounce feelings around so that you feel that you're airing and sharing. I think health becomes more important because as we get older, more things are likely to happen. So trying to look after yourself the best you can goes without say. And the last one, which might sound a little bit left field, but this again is something that's written about and I feel very strong strongly, is emotional healing. And it, it kind of ties in with lots of things. The main simplistic one, I guess, is that our brain sits above all of our other organs. And so what we do with our brain in terms of our responses to things and how we think and how we feel and all sorts of other functions that the brain has is arguably, in my mind, the most important thing. 
And if you think about, um, you know, your, your, your whole life as a, and I'm going to say that cliched word, journey, <laughs> um, but you can call it what you want, you know, the, the arc of your life, if you like, or the, you know, the, the story of your life, if you will. You know, you're born and then you learn with your child-like curiosity about the world and your childlike brain. And then you become an adult um, and things happen around you and to you. And you go through life picking up trauma, effectively, that changes us in some way. And you realise that your behaviours, and a lot of people find this through therapy or they just it just dawns on them one day that a lot of your behaviours, when you look back at yourself when you were younger, were trying to um, fulfil an unmet need of some sort. And in my book, The Health Fix, I talk about the monkey brain, but this is a, a little bit deeper than that. The monkey brain and not having impulse control is just a symptom in a way. And this exploration, this adventure to find your true self, I think certainly for me, is a part of navigating midlife. So it's partly to do with understanding yourself and your behaviours and how they relate to your upbringing, your childhood, and also how to move forward mindfully and in the moment. It's not an easy process to go through emotional healing, and often you'll find that counsellors or psychologists talk about seven different steps of emotional healing, starting with awareness. And I think if nothing else, and you can do that, and, and you're aware of when you become angry or triggered or are feeling pain, then that's a great start. And then you can move forward to acknowledgement, acceptance, then there's grief and forgiveness, and then ultimately you can move forward and and different people have different methods of doing this some use prayer some use meditation others some form of therapy it's whatever works for you but ultimately what I try and do and the way I'm navigating it is I am trying to just live moment to moment and enjoy what I can when I can as much as I can so I was thinking about quotes on midlife, um, you know, I like a quote, and I, I think my favourite one is by Carl Jung, and it, because it, I think it's true and it resonates for me, I don't know whether you'll feel the same, and he said, midlife is the time to let go of an overdominant ego and to contemplate the deeper significance of human existence. I think that's where I am. May not be for everyone, but I do love that. Why are we here? What are we doing? And what's next? And I hope whatever it is for you, it's the same as me, which are new adventures on a new day. And that thought when you wake up in the morning is, hey, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm grateful. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Listen, there's loads of links in the show notes. I didn't go in deep about things like midlife crisis and all of that stuff because there's so much written on it. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to take a look. Uh, until next time, listen, do take care. I hope that's made you think a little bit. And if you're in midlife, 
Hopefully that was useful. If you're not and you've gone past it, then be grateful that you made it because, you know, so many people don't even get there. And until next time, do keep the suggestions coming in. I'm loving them as always. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, take care. Look after yourself. Bye for now.